Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for life and leadership in Christ. Today on the podcast, fellow coach and podcaster Matt Phillips. Matt is a sales specialist, but really he's a leader of leaders. We talk about his experience in D1 baseball, we talk about physical movement, we talk about mentality and how much that matters. And he sometimes, uh, what did he use? A, a phrase that I absolutely love. Pull on the thread and just keep pulling when it comes to curiosity. Matt's got high energy. We really connected. It was so much fun. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoy this conversation, share this episode with a friend or get on LinkedIn and let Matt know that you heard him here on the podcast and how much you appreciated it. Every time you do that with a guest, it goes such a long way and sharing the word about what God is doing on this platform. So now, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Matt Phillips. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have fellow podcaster, coach, and motivational speaker, Matt Phillips. Matt, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, Fired up and ready to rock. So thanks for having me. Uh, well, listen, man, one of the things I love to do, and we're going to jump into your story kind of a little bit, but before we get to all of that, I'd like to start in the macro. Um, how would you describe the calling that God has placed on your life? We all, you know, as I, I my past and looking at what people are dealing with now, just the stress and, you know, raising families and growing businesses and leading people and, in all these things, I look at what I, God's positioned me through my athletic background and through just my career. And I believe he put me on this earth to help remove these roadblocks and help relieve the stress and help uh, coach people to just be a little bit better every day. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I believe, you know, all of us were put on this earth for a reason. And we all have, you know, God's blessings with different skill sets and abilities. And I believe kind of my superpower, if you will, is. I can read people really well. We can get to the granular of like what they're going through so that we can get that out of the way so we can kind of live within that skill set, within that brilliance that I believe he put us on this earth to do. Uh, I love that. And and your story kind of has some twists and turns. You were, uh, you know, you were a D1 baseball player. You know, you, you played some professional baseball as well. And then you kind of moved to business and then you left all that to start your own business. And every one of those moves, it feels like a huge step. And we'll get into some of those even a little bit more in detail. Yes. But I always like to kind of hear, how do you discern what the right step is? How do you hear God's voice and not think of, that it's just the burrito you ate the night before? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, the, what's the saying? If you hear the same thing three times. Oh, yeah, yeah I've heard that. Yeah, you, you've heard that right. And I think at least in my experience, I think when God lays something in my heart and, or I have this thought that I should do something or I could do something that I really start paying attention. I, I just ask myself the question is like, like, where's that coming from? And more times than not, it's kind of, God gets a little bit louder with each of those three things. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just that starts off with that whisper and then gets to like us talking and then not that he yells, but it's kind of like, Hey, well, like, are you paying attention? I mean, sometimes he yells, sometimes he yells. Right. <laughs> and and that's the way I look at it. And, you know, again, it all goes back to that I, I'm pretty clear on like what I believe, again, my mission is to develop people and help people, right? And everything that I'm looking at is like, is is what is going on in my head, that message, is it in alignment with that? 
And if so, then I know that it's, you know, God leading, not, you know, the enemy trying to pull me down. And that's what just kind of gives me that focus, that confidence to go step out and do that thing to just fulfill again, what I believe I was put on this earth to do. And one of the things I appreciate about your story is how much it involves baseball because I love baseball. So we're going to just jump into baseball for just a little bit. Awesome. And I, I, I'd love to hear about your, um, your professional time playing baseball. Also the, where did you, where did you play at? I I've read it in your bio, but I'm not sure that I can pronounce it. Oh, this is, I love, I love when people try to pronounce it. So I won't make you do that, Tony. I won't. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I played division one baseball at Creighton university in Omaha and then I had an opportunity to go play in Wiener Neustadt, Austria. So my path was a little different, not to the you know minor leagues or major leagues, but it took me overseas. So I played for a team called the Diving Ducks in, yes. um, in uh, yeah, Austria's <laughs> Bundesliga. So it's a, I always say the Diving Ducks, such a random name. And actually, when I got over there, I was like, where, like, how did you come up with this name of all names? And so it comes from some old blues song that says, if I were to be in a sea of rum... I'd rather be a diving duck. And that's honestly where they came up with the name. So it. <laughs> it's cracks me up, but it was moving over. There was such a tremendous opportunity because, you know, at the time I was one of two foreigners a lot on the field because mm. they wanted to develop, you know, the, the local players and which was great. And uh, so the other foreigners over there, there was another American on my team, and then but we played against Australians, Japanese players, Dominicans. There was lots of different you know people floating around over there in that league, and just to be able to step into it and understand that like it's it's a profession, it's a different way of approaching things, like even different than college, where you have to start understanding that there's just certain ways you have to carry yourself, right? Even walking around town and people would like notice the other American and I, cause we stuck out for sure. <laughs> of course. And, and we like, didn't really speak the language. Just learning to like carry ourselves in a different way and approach things differently. There's so many lessons from that time over there that I could go on and on about, but it was, it was pretty, it was an amazing opportunity. So you loved baseball and you, you gave it your full effort for a long time. You learned a lot about, um, you know, the inner game. And that obviously has stuck with you. Yes. I, I think that there's a lot of leaders who are listening right now. And one of the things that they're doing is they're maybe chasing a dream and maybe it's time for it to end. How, how do you know when it's time to hang up the metaphorical cleats, whether that's in baseball or, you know, in business? So for me, I'll, I'll talk from a baseball perspective, first of all. And for me, it got to the point where I, f I felt like I had kind of maximized my ability, right? I had done everything that I could to get to the level that I could have. And there was that, again, those whispers that like there, were, there was something new that I was supposed to be doing. And kind of, it was that clear chapter or clear end where I was, you know, honestly, at the end, kind of tired of going to practice. I was just, it became kind of a grind for me. And I was like, mm -hmm. this isn't, I'm not getting the energy. I'm not feeling fulfilled anymore, like doing this. And I started to get more and more excited about the next thing. And I think I didn't really know what that was. I knew it was going into business and all these sorts of things. But when that excitement for the new thing overtook the excitement for the thing I was doing, wow, that's when I knew it was time. And it was a really smooth transition for me. Um, you know, 
a lot of times in your listeners too, right? We take certain risks along the way. And I always like to share this just to give context because, you know, my path to, you know, playing overseas is like a lot different than other people's. So when I say I played at Creighton, uh, I was not recruited by Creighton. They had no clue who I was. They could have probably cared less who Matt Phillips was and that's okay. But I had a family history at Creighton. So I went and I decided to walk on there and I'll never forget the, those two days of tryouts my freshman year. And I was so excited and uh, nervous. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. And, but I went out there and gave it my all, walked into the coach's office, cut from the team. Mm. And that's when I went through a pretty tough time because our identity, if we're not careful, I found is like my, my true identity was in baseball. Like you asked what I did, I play baseball. That's what I do. Mm. That's who I am. And it was taken from me in a little literal snap of a finger. It was gone. And I, I remember that freshman year, the first, first couple of months, I started just doing, I was like wandering the halls aimlessly. I was just searching for like, well, who am I and what am I about? And now this thing's been taken from me. And that's when my faith really started to, to grow. And, you know, I grew up Catholic and all that, all those things. I now, you know, tell, tell people I'm a Christian and, you know, but that's when my relationship with God actually started was that freshman year because I had no one or nothing else to rely upon. Wow. And so I started going to church and actually talking to God and praying and not just going through the motions like uh, like I was going, you know, growing up, just going to church on Sundays, checking the box and moving on. And I'm I'm so thankful because I was making some poor decisions that especially that first month and a half to two months after getting cut. And uh then completely transformed who I was, right? And faith was leading. So I started lifting five days a week and intramural sports and just, you know, got involved in school and did all these things. Well, fast forward to sophomore year on a dare from a friend. So I had not touched a baseball in a year. Hmm. On a dare from a friend. His name's Eric Grohn. Uh, lives in Des Moines, Iowa. He had tried out freshman year, made the team, but he dared me to try out again. And I thought about it, prayed about it, and talked to my parents about it. And I, I figured, what the heck, like, what are they going to like, what's the worst thing they're going to do? Cut me? Because again, my faith, like I knew who I was and it was different now. And I try out going after those two days and lo and behold, I make the team play for the next three years. And that opens up that professional opportunity overseas for me. And the reason I tell that story is a faith is super important to me. Second, um, when I look back at that time, I remember my senior year, we're taking ground balls, um, you know, just during practice. And one of the, my teammates looks at me, Tony, and he says, you have the whitest teeth <laughs> out of the blue. And I'm like, I mean, this is, we're supposed to be like, you know, big time ego, you know, baseball players or cool. And I look and I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Like, why would you say that? And he goes, you're smiling all the time. Hmm. I was so appreciative of that opportunity. And I believe, I know that freshman year, I was not mentally or physically or spiritually prepared to play division one baseball. I was not. And giving me that year to discover my faith, I put on 25 pounds of muscle my freshman year. I grew, I, I just, I had the right mindset that I was so appreciative of that second opportunity that, yeah, I was going to be smiling all the time. Because like what an opportunity we all have every single day to wake up and do these things, interact with our families and grow a business and lead people and all these different things we get to do if we choose to look at it that way. And it took me 
having my identity stripped from me to finally realize those sorts of things. So now fast forward every single day here, I wake up, my feet hit the floor and I'm like, like, let's go because I'm here for a reason. I get to go make an impact. Like this is pretty darn cool. And I'm, I'm smiling quite a bit during the day. What do you think that, um, well, first of all, I need to just settle my own curiosity. Uh, what position did you play? Also, I was third base in college, and then I was shortstop overseas. Okay. All yeah. right. I was going to guess third baseman. You've got the, the muscle, right? Like most third basemen are kind of the bigger guys. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Couldn't move, just stand there, let the ball hit you. <laughs> well, I was going to say power hitters. Power right. hitters. <laughs> Strong arms. Got to whip it across the diamond. I've got, I got a shortstop and a second baseman uh, who I'm raising, you know, so we're doing travel ball all the time. So, um, you know, one of the things I appreciate about that, um, that story is how much it shows you overcame kind of the, the barriers to all of this kind of stuff and how it works now though, in your life, um, you've got your business, you've, Mm -hmm. you've got a good routine, your, your wife's on your team. You've got a, you're really kind of developing quite a big system of coaching and helping people with this mental toughness. No one's going to come in and strip all that away. How how do you maintain that kind of um, gratitude mindset on a daily basis when you, you kind of have everything that you want? No one's going to take it from you. No, I don't know. It's when I look at, you know, what I'm doing now, especially when you're in alignment with like what you believe your purpose to be, Mm. you want to keep driving towards that purpose. And I don't know if that makes sense to you or anyone. I'm I'm sure sure it makes sense to you, but like once you found your passion, you want more of it. You want to experience more, do more impact more. And that's what I feel every day of like, I'm in alignment again with where I want to go and what I want to do. And there's, but yet there's so many people that I haven't been able to touch and work with and and help. And that's the opportunity that lies before me. I mean, people people ask me all the time, are you going to sell your business one day? And I'm like, no, because this is my retirement, meaning I'm going to do this probably until they put me in the ground because it's a love I have. It's a passion. It's not, I'm not grinding it out, doing a job that I hate every day. It's waking up and there's stuff I don't like to do, by the way, believe me. But the majority of what I do is a is gives me that passion and fire and excitement to like see what is possible and what could be. Yeah, I had a it was interesting. I one of my coaches, and I'm a obviously leadership coach like you, and yeah. and, and and I have coaches because it's important. I, I I practice what I preach first of all, but I I need a perspective. I need something different. Right? That's why my wife and I go to marriage counseling every so often because just we have three kids. We're trying to raise a family and run a business together and we just need perspective. Sure. And I remember my, one of my coaches asked me, he goes like, why are we doing this? And I was like, well, that's a good question. And so he said, I want you to reflect like, why are you doing this? Like what, what's the drive behind it? And end of the day, what I actually wrote, um, and I have uh, it right over here, but what I wrote was really it was faith first, right? It was, you know, I, again, back to, I have a special skill set that's here to impact the world. Hmm. And I want to get to the pearly gates one day. And I want God to tell me like, well done. Yeah. That you fully utilize your gifts and talents 
you had the impact that I put you on the earth to make. Like, I want that well done. And I remember my dad too. My dad passed away. Um, actually in a couple of days, it'll be nine years from a, oh, wow. after a two year battle with cancer. And he told me right before he passed, he goes, I have no doubt in my mind that you will achieve anything you set your mind to. And I also have that written in there of like, if I can be that, I don't know, just example to my children of like what's possible in this world. And they go after the things that you want again, using the gifts and talents that you were blessed with, go develop them, grow them and like go have the impact. And maybe that sounds cliche or maybe some of the listeners don't understand that, but like, that's literally what's it rolling around in my head every day of let's go find out what's possible. And it doesn't mean everything's easy. It doesn't mean I don't face roadblocks. It doesn't mean that I get down on myself sometimes, but it's, it's that kind of mental fortitude to like pull through that because I know, I, I know why I'm doing this. That's what gives me that drive every day. Now with that kind of drive and then couple that with the fact that your wife also helps with the company, right? She's your COO, yes. head nutrition. Um, how, how do you balance keeping work and home separate? How, how's that going working with your wife? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure my wife and I could ever get there. She's an amazing woman. I mean, it's yes, not yes. because of her. It's certainly because of me. If it doesn't work, it's because of me. Um, but how's that transition been for you guys? Uh, it's so interesting because when she she started full time probably a year ago, and she was dabbling before that, right? Because we were worried, like you know, working with a spouse is. You read stories about and sure. divorce and all these horrible things, right? And we were like, oh my gosh, we want to avoid that, and at all costs. And so I, I think her stepping in, just kind of dabbling a little bit helped. And then we're on this mission together. So it was really interesting because we had an employee uh, at the time and uh, we ended up, Shannon made the decision that she wanted to go full-time in the business. So we had to make some some adjustments with with the team. But there's two things I'll, I'll say. One is she and I are in complete alignment with what we're here to do. And I think we have that same mission and she has no time for messing around. It's like, let's go full board. Is this working? Is it not? And she keeps me fully, fully on, you know, cause I like to go dream and a squirrel runs by and I'm off chasing the squirrel, but she keeps me fully like locked in and focused. And, but we have that same mission and drive. And, so, but part of our process is that, you know, we do the best we can to like keep the work day to business and then as best we can, we go out for like a date night or something like that to shift it off and like intentionally say like, we're not talking about business tonight. Mm. We can talk about the kids. We can talk about anything else that we want, but like, let's leave the business stuff just to the side for a minute. And so it's that intentionality has helped. And then just carving out like date nights, things like that have, have helped as well, just to get some time outside of, you know, working at home or if I'm at a client, something like that. It's been a, a really, really big thing for us. No, I appreciate that. I, I like the idea of healthy boundaries when it comes to uh, when we can talk about work and when we can. And just, you know, obviously it's not perfect. It's more art right. than science, but. Right. Um, yeah, she hasn't killed me yet. So I think we're good. <laughs> right. and, You're still alive to I'm tell talk about it, which is the, bon exactly. the bonus of all I of barely that. Barely made right? it to this podcast, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that we say around here a lot is that if you're not, if you're not dedicated to your disciplines, you'll be destroyed by your distractions. Mm. And um, I, I believe that. I know you believe that based off of what I, all the great content I see you putting out. What are some of the, the go-to Matt Phillips disciplines that you have to do every day in order to keep you at the top of your game? 
take me through your morning routine or your evening routine or whatever works for you. I love to steal good ideas. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing um, is really the kind of physical side of things, I would say, is always at the top of the list, right? And, And we'll talk about the spiritual side in a minute of just like movement of some sort during the day. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's evolved over the years where I used to start my day with like going to the gym, like going to CrossFit or, or the gym, something like that. And that was wake up at 445, you're there at 515 and bust out the class and go. And I've noticed a shift over the years where in the last like, I don't know, six months or so even, my morning is more focused on getting up and like really going through, like quickly going through emails. So I'll get up, shower, mm-hmm. like prepare myself, come downstairs. The house is quiet because the kids are asleep. You know, my wife will, it might be getting up and getting moving. But that's the time where I th- I go through kind of emails and I think about the day of like, okay, what what are the priorities? What are we focused on? What do I want out of this day? And it just gives me this kind of clarity around just to think in the morning with no distractions, no one around me. Cause that's really my best time. And that's what I started using it for. And then I'll often get out um, my iPad and I've got this kind of app that I can, you know, journal in a little bit. And if it's faith type stuff or like business type stuff, dreaming about what's coming up and all these sorts of things, that's where I use my, my morning time for. And then throughout the day, then I kind of pick and choose like, you know, I'm a, I bought a, um, a gravel bike. It's like a road bike with bigger tires for those of you yeah. not familiar with gravel. Um, about a year ago. And so now it's winter time here in Colorado, obviously. And, and, you know, I put, uh, I've got this kind of trainer that I put the bike on now. So now I won't take it outside until, you know, March, April, something like that. Um, and get some kind of call it spinning or riding the bike in. And I got this really cool app and set up and been able to do that and integrate that usually in the afternoon. That's when I've found that like when I'm coming down a little bit, cause I have that afternoon slump, probably like a lot yeah. of people that I just, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go to the bike, do that, lift some weights, do something just to kind of get my head right and focus. Um, so that physical side is is a kind of big part for me. And then, you know, kind of big thing for me in the evenings is, you know, we've got three, two high schoolers and one sixth grader. And so we're super busy with sports, volleyball, hockey, lacrosse, tennis. And I love it because my whole focus is like, I love going to my kids' practices, which may sound lame and I don't even know if I'm allowed to, but I do anyway because it's, I get to see them and I get to watch them. And that, that brings me a lot of joy and excitement. I know it's not going to be around long because we have a senior in high school now and she's going to be off and, and that gives me great joy. So that kind of shifts my routine in the evening to watching them, picking them up, mm-hmm. running them around, which I love. And then, eating dinner with the family and just spending a little time with them. So my routine's a little unconventional, I guess, but I just kind of look at it as like, am I checking the box physically with my kids, uh, dreaming about my business, making sure I'm focused for the day, and then obviously incorporating kind of spiritual side as well during the morning. Hey guys, just pausing this conversation with Matt to remind you to sign up for our newsletter. Every single week we're putting out good tips, tricks, thoughts on what it means to walk with Christ in complete integrity. The, the Life and Leadership newsletter can be found at our website, follow to the number two leadcoaching.com backslash quiz if you want to take a little quiz on what it means to walk with the Lord. Uh, such good content there. We're trying to put it out for you every single week. 
Um, Nicole and I are writing our brains out. So we're so thankful for you. Sign up for our newsletter today. Follow the number two leadcoaching.com. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate the mentality and the, um, Kara Newhoff, who's been on the podcast before, who's, uh, writes a lot about this idea about energy zones and like when's your green zone and what work are you doing in your green zone versus yellow and red. And I, I really hear you implementing that well. Um, one of the things I appreciate about your work is that it really does focus on mental toughness and, and you work with leaders all over the country. How would you describe, and this may be an unfair question, so if it is, just ignore it, but how would you describe the state of the mental toughness of leaders um, that you're kind of interacting with as a whole? Are we Have we recovered from COVID? Is there such a thing? Are we uh, living in kind of this soupy sandwich kind of world forever? It's so, I love this topic because first of all, there's certain phrases we all use that I don't think any of us have any idea what they mean. That's true. So for example, like if I were to walk into any of your listeners office today, right. And, and shut the door and I look directly in your eye and I say, be a better leader today. And I turn around and open the door and I walk out and I leave. You're probably sitting there thinking like, what do you mean? Like, Walk faster, show up early, stay later. I don't know, go manage, like do something like differently. Like, what do you mean? And so I think sometimes we throw around these phrases of like, well, be a great leader. Okay. Be a better employee. Okay. And then we do nothing. And and I obviously I'm joking a little bit when I say that, but I think it's sure. honestly true. And I think the mental side is one of those areas too, where it's like mentally tough. I want to be mentally tough. What does that mean? No idea. And so we always talk about like there's five elements to someone who is resilient or mentally tough or has a strong mindset, however you want to say it. But there's five elements that we've defined that are, I think are critical. And it'll come back to the COVID thing because I think every situation we face, whether it's COVID or something else or changing a job or new employees or an employee leaves or like whatever it might be, every challenge we face is testing that mental toughness, right? And mm-hmm. so we have to be aware of that and then adjust. So the five elements, I'll go through them quick. Um, The first, and oh, this is probably my favorite because it's so critical, is is confidence. So do I have confidence in myself? Do I look in that mirror? Am I proud of that person staring back? And that's that first element. We're driving confidence. The second element is focus. So what am I focused on? Why am I focused on it? It's that distraction uh, quote you just said a little bit earlier. it's avoiding distractions, right? Uh, staying focused on the priorities. What's going to move you, your family, your faith, whatever forward. The third element is what we call control. And I don't mean like type A personalities. I'm pretty type A, ask my wife. But uh, but I mean emotional control. So how do we manage the emotions with whatever's coming our way? Hmm. Uh, the fourth element is energy, uh, which is, you know, I say that one of the secrets of leadership is just show up with more energy than the person next to you, across from you, on the Zoom from you, like whatever, you will increase your chances of success significantly just with more energy, like positive energy, right? People, it's infectious. Um, And then the last element is consistent action. So am I being consistent with the things I know I can do? Uh, Because we all know what to do, but we struggle in actually doing them. 
So I know I should work mm. out. I know I should eat right. I know I should do that performance review. I know I should uh, spend some time communicating better with my team. The question is, are we doing it? So that's our focus every day is if you're mentally tough, that's our job to make sure you're confident, focused, emotionally in control. You have the energy you need to perform and you stay committed to that intentional, consistent action. That's what's going to get you where you want to go. So back to your question, when COVID hit, I think it shocked, it, it rocked people's worlds in a lot of ways, right? One is from an emotional perspective, obviously dealing with everything that was going on. But a very simple example is now I got to work from home. Do you remember how emotional everyone was about that? Yeah. Right? And not right or wrong. I'm just saying like, everybody's like, this stinks. I, I have to work from home. Like now the kids are around <laughs> or my family's around. I can't get work done. All these sorts of things. And then you fast forward three years, COVID's whatever over, and all of a sudden people are now going back to the office and this we're having an emotional reaction completely opposite to what we had before. Wow. So now we're like, now I got to drive. Now I got to like, this stinks. I want to be at home around my family and like all those sorts of stuff. And so right there is that just, how are we preparing ourselves emotionally for, for that kind of piece of it? So COVID was a big one, but the way I look at like everything we're dealing with, like, I think we're coming out fine as long as individuals are just looking at like, okay, why am I having this sort of reaction? Mm. Like, what's the truth? Like, what do I know to be true? What beliefs do I need to challenge so that I can show up and have the impact that I'm here to make? And I can do that from home. I can do it from work. I can do it, you know, 30,000 feet in the air on an airplane because we have Wi-Fi. It's like starting to go through kind of that stuff. So yeah, COVID was tough for a lot of people, me, everyone making adjustments. Yet when we talk about the mental side, it's just creating an awareness of some of these things getting in your way and then choosing to do something about them, right? It's, you know, the things that, you know, derail you for a week. How do we make that only derail you for a couple hours? And then how do we keep working and refining and doing these things so it only distracts you for a couple minutes? Like that's, that's, the way I describe like that mindset, the mental toughness piece is we're closing yeah. a time gap from getting off track to getting back on. And the shorter the time gap is, the better off we're going to be for our business, for our career, for our family. I just kind of think of it simply that way. Out of the five buckets, which one's toughest for you? Toughest for me, honestly, is confidence. When I look back at, and I think it's the core of everything, when I look back at my baseball career specifically, and I matured and grew and things like that, like oftentimes we, I don't know, I felt this like imposter syndrome, right? Like almost someone was going to figure out that I couldn't hit a baseball that that well. And and I guess they kind of did because I didn't get to the major leagues. But, um, <laughs> but um, or that if I asked for help, something was wrong. Or I, I struggled with that comparison of myself to others. Hmm. And, you know, getting into running your own business. And I, I was in the corporate world for, you know, a long time and then started this business 11 years ago. And even getting into this business, right, I think I've had to be careful and still to this day of making sure I'm keeping my confidence level where it needs to be, hmm. where I still compare myself to other people. And I've got to deal with that and learn from it. And I have learned from it, right? So I was comparing myself to another kind of speaker and coach and it was just bugging me and I'm like what like why am I looking at what he's doing 
Yeah. And what he's putting out and saying, well, I'm, there's that potential to be like, I'm lesser than, hmm. or if, or if your listeners are working in business and that maybe they're comparing themselves to like, well, that person got promoted or that person's doing that with their team. And we start to, again, get in this imposter of like, geez, should I be doing that? Am I supposed to be in this role? And we start going down that path really quick, right? To now I'm living in a cardboard box by the river because I, I right. all my money's gone and all this stuff. <laughs> and that's the story. My I tell wife myself. left me. My kids are all exactly. Yeah. Yes. And and I think for like within that situation where I was comparing myself to to this individual, you put on this event and I know him pretty well. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So I decided to send him a text and say, I'm so excited for you. Saw you did this event. I was at it years ago. This is incredible. Keep doing your amazing things. Mm. But shifting that perspective from like when you're happy for someone else, it gets you refocused on the action that you need to take. Yeah. And so I I purposely did that. So for me, and if people make a bad comment about you, right? You hear the rumor mill or somebody posts something on social media, you're like, oh, geez. Sure. So for me, that's number one of mine is just like keeping my confidence level where it needs to be. Uh, then I'm more focused. Then I'm more emotionally in control. Then I keep taking that consistent action. That's when I show up with most energy. That's why I always start with that confidence piece first for me personally. And I believe it's true of pretty much everybody, right? Are we confident in ourselves and our ability? Yeah. Even when we don't know the answers, even when we don't like have the big idea, it's like we can still be confident in ourselves. Uh, so you, you've been putting out podcast content for the last couple of uh, well, for a while, right? Yep. I mean, that consistent putting out content. I'm curious about what you've learned about yourself in podcasting that you didn't expect. Well, as far as putting out content, sometimes I, I found that sometimes I'm grumpier than I need to be. <laughs> so here's what I mean by that. It's we all, like, I like podcasting. I really like it. I love having guests yeah. on. I love is talking about certain topics and we do a combination, right? Of interview certain people, but then there's other ones where I had to go solo and I talk and I love doing it. And as soon as I'm done, I'm like, that was amazing. That was so much fun. I can't wait to do it again. And then we try to get ahead of it. And then that next month comes and I'm like, Ugh, I, I got to record podcast content. So the thing I love is the thing I get grumpy about. And I I kind of want to avoid, I want to distract myself somewhere else. So it's a funny place. Like we're, we as humans are funny in, in that way. At least I'm funny that way where we fight the things that we know work. We fight yeah. the things sometimes that we know are going to have a big impact. We fight the things that we know we should be doing. And so when it comes to that, I have to remind myself again of why I'm doing this, the impact it could have, if I could reach one person and that's what gives me the juice then to like start brainstorming topics and be like, let's go or reach out to that next guest and get them on and make those things happen. And I think for a lot of listeners too, I imagine they, maybe it's something different, maybe it's something similar, but it's just that consistency and we know the things that work. So mm. we don't feel like working out. It's understanding like, what, like, why am I working out in the first place? And it's yeah. oftentimes getting ripped or getting muscly isn't good enough of a reason it's like, listen, if I'm going to, you know, go to work today and have a positive impact on this person or that person or my team, or be able to brainstorm and think about strategy or whatever your role might be, then I've got to be, I've got to be humming and I've got to have the energy I need. So that's why I'm choosing to go get on the bike or run or just do 10 push ups today. Cause I want to do that. Mm. And it's kind of getting that fire a little bit back in 
to the bigger reason, uh, like you're doing it. So, but for the five, yeah, that it's interesting, the, like what we press on in different times and what situations bring up, like some of those areas that are, you think you've worked on or dealt with and they crop their heads back up. It's fascinating. Uh, I always say that I never regret a workout when it's over. And I, exactly. I feel that way about podcasts too. Sometimes just true. Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, I, that was great now that it's over, but working myself up to it ahead of time is the hardest part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I always, and it's funny too. Um, Again, it, it's like leading up to a team meeting, right? I have to have a team meeting. Well, you you have to or you get to. Right. Look at it one of two ways. But if you get to, then it's that next question of, okay, what do I want? Like, what's success? What do I want this team walking out of here with? Where they're like, man, that was an incredible meeting. That was a good use of my time. Hmm. And once you understand that, it's just like a podcast, right? Once I, Because I go then with that mindset. I'm sure you do too. Of like, what do I want? Like when Matt Phillips and I are done today, yeah. What I want them thinking, walking, talking. How are they walking, talking, behaving differently, right? And and it guides the questions you ask and the way we set this up. And same thing is true of like team meeting. What do I want out of? What do I want them to say out of this? Hmm. Not about me, but what they took away. And that slight shift makes all the difference in the world. And that's when we get on a podcast. It's like, oh my gosh, like let's go because it's helping you. And I can't even see you. You you know you can hear me in the virtual world. I guess on, you're on YouTube. You can see me, but. Sure. Like, I don't know who you are. You're not sitting in front of me, but my focus is on like everyone listening about how do I help them? One person, how do I help that one person? Yeah. If we achieve that, my gosh, huge things happen. Huge Huge things things. happen. I love that. Get me all fired up. Uh, Okay. I got one more question for you, but before I ask it, I know that my podcast family is going to want to find you all over the interwebs. Where's the best place to learn all things Matt Phillips and subscribe to your podcast? So couple areas. One, I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. So go over to linkedin.com slash IN and slash Matt Phillips 15, Matt Phillips 15 and connect with me there. Please do. Yeah. And I love connecting with people there and it's got all our posts, links to podcasts, things like that. And then, yeah, please head over to uh, Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, whatever, you know, you happen to use and go check out. It's a really, you know, we spend a lot of time on this name. It's called the Matt Phillips podcast. So, <laughs> I mean, mind blown. I don't know. Kidding, but, um, <laughs> creative, creative, Jesus super creative guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go over to uh, the Matt Phillips podcast and, you know, subscribe there and, and, and just kind of hear what we do and how we talk and would love to love to have you there. Love that. Love that. Okay, last question. I always love to ask people. It's an advice question. I ask you to go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, except I get to name the season of life that you're in. Mm. So I want to take you back to your very first um, your very first day as a full-time coach, right? You've just mm-hmm. left your corporate uh, America job. You left all of your security. You're out there all by yourself. If you could pull up a chair and sit knee to knee with that younger version of of yourself, you're holding his hand and you're looking him in the eye. What's the one thing that you want to tell him about the journey he's about to go on? Great question. Here's the advice I'd give that younger Matt Phillips. And it's this. 
if you choose to approach this business with a mindset that this has nothing to do with you, Mm. you're going to do some amazing things and you're going to accelerate your growth faster than you even thought possible. Early on in, in my business, I was so concerned about like when I'd give a speech of like what I'm wearing and how I'm, you know, just standing and walking around the stage and the words that I was trying to use in this perfect sequence to have the impact that I thought it was going to have. And I'll never forget, this is probably about five years into my business and things were going fine. But I had this epiphany as I was preparing for a speech and the epiphany was this, and this may sound like the simplest thing in the world, but it's what I just said. The epiphany was this speech has literally nothing to do with you. Wow. It's all about them. It's about the people around you. It's about your, 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 for those listening, your, your team at work. It's about your family. It has nothing to do with you. It's about like, what do you need to do to position them for success? And when they're successful by default, the success will come back. Hmm. And that's what I would tell that younger me of take the focus off me. I, I could have been on stage and my zipper could have been down. Hmm. Uh, I could have had food in my teeth. My hair could have been all over the place. I could have ripped my jacket. I don't know. A million things could have gone wrong. At the end of the day, it does not matter because it's about me delivering a message to that individual and helping them succeed. I wish I would have known that or I wish I, wish I would have had that epiphany on day one, wow. not day, I can't even do that math, five times 365, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, I wish I would have known that because that's my entire focus every day now. And it makes it so much easier. The pressure's off. Because I'm focused on them, not me. Wow. That's so good. So good. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for the time today, for your generosity of heart, Absolutely. Uh, for the work you're doing to build the kingdom. And uh, and yeah, I just hope we can stay connected as we both continue on this podcasting coaching journey. We definitely will. I appreciate you having me on. I told you guys what a great conversation with Matt. I absolutely loved his heart, his uh, his goal for complete alignment. I think it's so good. I think there are some really good nuggets in this conversation. Follow Matt on the socials. Let him know that you heard him here on the podcast. And as always, I'm super thankful for each and every one of you for uh, those of you who've been listening for a long time or short time or just newbies. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Without you, uh, I wouldn't have the ability to continue to do the work that I do here on the Reclamation Podcast. So have a great week, guys. And remember, if you want to follow Jesus, You must be willing to move.